When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, my name is Dan and I host Desert Island Dicks, which will become apparent as you continue listening to this podcast. Today we have comedian, writer and one third of the School for Dumb Women podcast, Alexandra Haddo. And uh, we had a lovely time discussing awful things and people, so I hope you enjoy it. And you know what, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say I think you will enjoy it. What I'd like you to do today is to go and leave us a nice review and subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already, please. Apparently, Apple are changing the wording, so instead of hitting subscribe, you'll now have to hit something like follow instead, because despite everyone in the world being used to saying the word subscribe, they want to now change that in 2021 for no reason. Well done, Apple. Glad you're enjoying doing completely pointless things. How many people did it take to make that decision? About 400, all sat in an open plan office on beanbags and those desks that go up and down so that you can stand up and work instead. You know, the nice paperless office that still manages to get through a fucking ton of post-it notes because of all the brainstorms you have where 48 of you decide that what the world needs now is a new term for subscribing to a podcast. Yeah, good on you. I hope your mother's proud. That makes it sound like I'm much more bothered about it than I am, really. But um, it is silly, so why not have a pop at them? Because, I mean, who cares? Who's making these decisions? But look, it doesn't matter. The point is, if you like to have a rant like that now and then, then you are very welcome to get in touch with us and tell us about the people and things you hate at dickspod.com slash contact. Or give us a shout at dickspod on Twitter and Instagram, and we could feature yours in Compact Dicks, which is like Desert Island Dicks, but powered by you listeners. Uh, I can't remember if I had anything else to say here. Did I? Uh, I don't know. Who cares? Here's Desert Island Dicks with Alexandra Haddo. Hi, I'm Dan Benedictus and welcome to Desert Island Dicks, the show that sees you marooned on a desert island after a plane crash with the worst people and worst things imaginable. Who they are and why they're a dick is up to our guest. And here to share their Desert Island Dicks with us today is comedian, writer and one third of the School for Dumb Women podcast, Alexandra Haddo. How are you doing? Hello. Uh, I'm doing I'm doing well. I'm glad I'm I'm glad I'm on this island. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how you feel at the end of it. But uh, yeah, I mean, for now... It could be okay. We'll have to see what you make of it, really. That's true. You're feeling okay? It's a, we're recording on a Friday morning. It's relatively sunny. It feels like a vaguely optimistic time to be alive. I know. It's it's so sunny. I've just been out to um, get all my family's uh, Christmas presents uh, because they've decided... I mean, this is we're recording in March, just for anyone listening. <laughs> yeah. um, and obviously I couldn't go there at Christmas because, you know, the government decided at the last minute no one could see anybody. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then... Uh, you know they're now planning to come down in April and you know sit in my garden or whatever and I thought shit I haven't actually got anything and nothing's open (laughs) so I panicked I've just gone to Sainsbury's (laughs) (laughs) 
So good oh, luck, good. Dad. I, li I like that you're doing it because you're quite disorganised as opposed to being incredibly organised for this Christmas coming in, yeah. in 2021. I mean, no. that, if, if that had been the case, I would have found it hard to like you. Yeah, definitely. of course. But... I would have been a dick <laughs> myself on, desert, on this desert island. Yeah. And um, how did you find the process of, of picking your dicks for, for today? I, do you know what? At first, I thought I was ringing all my friends and I put in the group chat and everything. I said, who do I really hate? You know, or who would I... And there are two different questions, I guess. Who do you really hate and who would you not want to be mm. on a desert island? For instance, I think Bear Grylls is possibly one of the most annoying people on earth, but I would mm. I would probably... I, I weighed up putting him in, um, and then I thought, no, he would actually be healthy. Uh, healthy? Helpful. Probably healthy as well. Yeah. Um, if I was, you know, dying of sunburn, couldn't even muster putting a leaf over my head. Well, do you know Bear Grylls is actually our most picked person? Is he? I'm so glad. He has pipped Piers Morgan to the top spot. So wow, so, I, that was. I mean, that doesn't mean that you're you're not allowed to pick him if you want. You're, by all means, I'm always I always like to hear new arguments <laughs> against him. But um, but yeah, I was I was always quite surprised about it. I think the the most annoying thing about him is that his name isn't Bear. He changed it to that. Yeah, because that's like at least if it's like, oh yeah, my parents had this yeah, thing. Yeah, fine. They, you know, but if you went, oh yeah, um, actually, call me uh, call me Bear. <laughs> yeah. Did you hear the thing about the slide as well and the the cliff top? No. He lives. He lives on. Um, he lives on the coast somewhere. I think on the, in the south of England, and he built a slide in the sort of cliff edge that like shoots you. I can only imagine a phenomenal rate. Um, you know, like a flume, like a log flume kind of yeah. thing. Um, down the cliff edge and into the sea, which sounds, let's wow. face it, a lot of fun. Yeah, it does. I mean, I kind of that's what I want rich people to be doing really <laughs> yeah agreed yeah. um but then uh, apparently he didn't have permission to do it or whatever and he had to pay a huge fine which uh, made me happy yeah. but hopefully the slide could stay i think though it's probably like he probably does it in but, but it's a really cold rocky sea that's incredibly bracing so it's not actually as fun as that's it so sounds true, but it's like, and i do it at <laughs> four o'clock in the morning or something and then i come out even manlier and you're like oh god yeah, exactly. It's not like you're going into a warm bath of the Maldives, Indian Ocean or something, yeah. is it? Yeah, exactly. Um, but that was the other thing, trying to pick people that I was, I hoped other people hadn't picked. Well, I don't know. I mean, we're happy to get repeats on here. I mean, you know, while people are happy being dicks, you know, it's it's important to sort of reinforce the message that these people exist and they're dicks. So, you know, That's it's, true, it's actually, not the yeah. end of the world. Um, and some people just make a career out of it, so... Yeah, what are you going to do? That's that's true. I know, because I was going to do um, James Corden, but then I thought, I bet he's been on a lot. Again, he has, but not as much as he might... Some people think he should. He deserves to be. Oh, really? So, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's an interesting... We we um, So one of our listeners, Paul, has put together a spreadsheet for us so that we can sort of really track these things. Oh, now. that's brilliant. And... Um, yeah, we were sort of having a look at it recently and like we put stuff on social media and people were like, where's Corden? Or like, you know, sort of up in arms about the number of that people have been picked. So, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's just the joy of picking dicks, I suppose. But um, well, let's let's get into it then. Uh, who's going to be your first choice? Oh, my first choice um, would be I'll start. I won't go with what I think is maybe my most shocking one. I'm going to start with Adrian from Yoga with Adrian. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Which we've all been, you know, I think we've all been trying to self-improve a bit during lockdown. And we all had that classic thing in lockdown one where the government said, 
you're only allowed out for your government sanctioned exercise. And suddenly we all became exercise fanatics because we were like, only once a day? Like, how dare you take away my liberties? Um, And I think I've probably done more organised exercise. I mean, obviously I'm walking around town a lot less, but I've probably done more organised exercise in the last year than I have in the last 10, just because A, Mm. it feels like something to do. And B, it feels like almost giving two fingers up to the government, like, oh, you getting your population healthier, you <laughs> bastards. <laughs> um, but the reason I would uh, choose her is that, and, and she's kind of, to be honest, I feel a bit bad for Adrian because she is symbolic of the type of person that I would not want to be stuck on a desert island with. Mm. Um, I've been doing a lot of online yoga classes. All these like white women in LA are extremely smug. Mm. Um, they do everything perfectly they never get out of breath even when they're trying to sort of bond with you and be like you know we're in the final we're in the final pose now and they're and you're like a mess um <laughs> they're completely fine they're not even breaking a sweat they're wearing their you know lululemon whatever it is yoga pants i'm in sort of an old team building t-shirt and some <laughs> leggings with some holes in um and i just think she'd be unbearable on the island mm. i feel like she'd be trying to motivate you and i'm a very happy person i'm very optimistic probably annoyingly so as well but you've also got to you've got to realize where you are and what situation you're in and just just have a bit of a laugh about it and I don't feel like she would do that yeah I think it's a really tricky one so I've obviously I've done yoga with Adrian as well because you know (laughs) we all have it's been a year (laughs) what you're gonna do (laughs) um and yeah I like so part of me is you know, I lived in Brighton for a long time, so you know, I'm no stranger to sort of pretentious middle class yogis. But um so part of me thinks like she's not as annoying as I'd expected her to be. You know, like from the beginning I was like, Oh, you're gonna be unbearable. And yeah. I think for, she's sort of just on the fence. There's times when I'm like, Oh, shut up and times where I kinda of think, Oh, you're okay. Yeah. But but at no point am I convinced that like there isn't quite a hard edge to her off screen when she's like managing her subscribers on <laughs> yeah. social media because she is like the dominant force in online yoga like she's probably worth like millions now yeah and I'm sure at some point behind that like as sort of peaceful and chilled out as you can be there's got to be like a real steely determination yes. and kind of ambition behind that which feels at odds with the yoga sort of vibe yeah. so I think somewhere there's like this sort of stern businesswoman and I'm always like aware of that when I'm watching her absolutely and I think what I would love to see um is just yoga teachers like that giving us a glimpse into like you say perhaps that side of it or perhaps just like the car crash that is their social life or something you know like or like Mm. just just sort of doing a pose and being like and I'm going through a really messy divorce right now and (laughs) um you know and just I just want to see because we all know what it's like in Beverly Hills and LA and all these women and men that are insanely in shape and they're Mm. all so bored they're all shagging each other give us the tea Adrian is what I'm trying to say (laughs) I want to see like yoga with Adrian after dark that's what I want to see yeah yeah, well, the camera pans around and it's like everything is an absolute fucking tip. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to see. Oh, I want to so... see like cocktails with Adrian, where she's just like yeah. off her nut. She's yeah. you know screeching about her second husband. She hates her kids. <laughs> Maybe that could be like as her career evolves, it turns into like. <laughs> yeah. And now it's cocktails with Adrian. What are you gonna <laughs> yeah. do? Get into something comfortable. Of course, you're already in something comfortable. This is velour. Cast me a fucking month's rent. Um, exactly. She just She's just like... smoking at this end, uh, on the like in a dive bar somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, uh, 
<laughs> I'd like to see. I'd like to see the full arc. I feel like uh, one thing about yoga with Adrian gave me like one of my favourite moments in lockdown, which is one of those things that was funnier to me than it was to anyone else, you know. Mm. But, um, yeah. So I was doing yoga on the floor in our living room, and I'd found as I was doing it, I was lying there, and I saw those one of those little googly eye stickers that you sort of make, you know, for making stuff with your kids. And yep. I saw one of those on the floor and I had my back to my wife who was sitting on the sofa reading and I quietly like stuck it onto my head when I was in this sort of face down <laughs> pose. And I sort of yeah. said to her, I was like, oh, do you know what? There are all these yogis always banging on about feeling your third eye and stuff. And I, I, I've always thought it was bollocks, but now I'm starting to kind of get it. And then I turned around and I had a third eye. And that, that made me so childishly happy. But I feel like I, I feel that a bit now so i feel like adrian gave me that like that window yes. to do that and the uh, the other day uh, i was on one as i say she's she's semi symbolic but i'm sorry she has to take responsibility as head of the smug white yogis oh, yeah, yeah. um but there was a one i was doing the other day of this woman again in la or something and she said at the end too often i find myself a human doing we need to remind my, ourselves that we're human beings oh my god <laughs> A human doing is oh, a thing. <laughs> oh, God, that's awful. So and someone came up with that she... and they were so happy. They're like, yeah. I've got it. Yes. 100%. You can see the sort of, oh, my God. Yeah, it's like an equivalent of like, you know, the, the um, our day is a gift. That's why it's called the present. Every time oh. someone realises there's a double meaning, they're like, I've got it. That's my next poster. Exactly. I think, imagine being on a desert island. She'd be taking pictures for the gram. Mm. She'd be posting inspirational quotes. Meanwhile, I'd be getting bitten. I'd be sunburned. I'd be dehydrated. I'd be having a horrible time. And she'd be like, we just need to think about this present moment right now. And I'll be like, what does that do for anyone, Adrian? She'd just be like, look at all this coconut water for free. Oh, God. Yeah, she'd have, you know, she'd have like an online wellness platform set up with the free coconut water within two hours, I think. Yeah, that's the thing. See, like, as much as I've kind of found it helpful at times, I just think there's so much bullshit to wade through with these things. That's why, like, you know, when I could go to the gym, I just preferred that because it's sort of like... No bullshit. Go in, lift some stuff, come out yeah. again. And there's no sort of like sort of mantras and stuff. Whereas like, yeah, I went to I was because, uh, you know, I'm a white, very middle class man. Right. So, of course, I've been yeah. to India and done yoga there. Right. Of I course was with my wife and we went there and she went, oh, look, I came here a few years ago. Let's go and see this guy. He's a really nice old old yogi. And uh, I was like, yeah, OK, I'll give it a go. And there were all these other sort of hippies around there. And like we were drinking some tea before the class, and one of the women who was staying there, this uh, white Belgian woman, she was collecting up all the cups afterwards. And as she took my cup, she went, "Oh, it's still warm." Hmm. Like that, and I was like, "It's just had hot tea in it, and it's thirty-eight degrees. Like what? Like there's no joy in this. Like I don't want to like bring you down, right?" But, like, the cup is warm. It's not like a fucking miracle of nature. It's like, it would be a miracle of nature if it was cold because I'm sweating my tits off right now. But why was that a a thing? I don't... It's just like this, like, I don't... I am a cynical man, but, you know, I don't mind... You know, of course I'll find the joy in a sunset or, you know... Sure. Or like, a beautiful flower or whatever. But, like, when you're so desperately finding meaning <laughs> and joy in everything, like... I need to cut you down to size a bit because yeah. it's a fucking warm cup. Like, it's yeah. supposed to be warm. It's had tea in it. Absolutely. And so I think, yeah, like, Adrian is a symbol for all of that kind of stuff. I'm very happy to see her go on the island. So I think it's a wise choice. Yeah, I did I did a... Um, the last thing I'll say on this is um, I 
did a on a Zoom ra- Reiki. Is it Reiki? Mm, yeah. yeah, Reiki session. Wow. Um, with uh, one of my friends is very very hippie and like you say finds meaning and everything mm. and yada yada yada. Um, but my friend had who is quite anti bullshit, you know, quite mm. sort of level headed, not really into this sort of stuff. She had a Reiki session in person before the the shit show of the last year. And she uh, she was like, it actually really helped me. I felt great afterwards. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I thought, I don't know how it's going to work on Zoom, but sod it, I'll just do it anyway. Um, and I did it. And it was just like, it was the most, I mean, I really, really want to try it in the new world. This is not me slagging off Reiki healers or anything like that whatsoever. I just highly doubt that you can do it via Zoom because we were just kind of sitting there and she was like, I opened up the Reiki bowl, I placed some over all your minds and then I closed it back up again and I was like, no, I'm sorry, I've hit my glass ceiling of (laughs) of believing. Like, I'll see you in the real world. Fine. Yeah, I need to at least like feel like you are there. I don't know. I don't think you can send it through the internet. Yes, sadly they've not invented that yet, but, you know, one day. (laughs) But the computer's working beautifully, so that's... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so uh, Yoga with Adrian goes on the island. Um, uh, Who's going to join her? Um, Chris Moyles. Okay, yes, yes. I grew up listening to Chris Moyles on the Radio 1 Breakfast Show, Mm -hmm. and I always remember my parents kind of being like, oh... I hate Chris Moyles, but it was Radio 1, and, you know, it was the cool station, so mm. me and my sister wanted to listen to it. And it was one... Of, and also, you didn't have kind of as many stations as you do nowadays, and, you know, you felt like you were kind of in the loop if you were listening to Radio 1, and we just kind of put up with it. We weren't, like, massive fans or anything. Um, but as I got older, I was like, God, yeah, he is... He's he's very annoying. Mm. And then um, I got a, I was trying, I'm trying to spend less time on my phone. So I recently bought a uh, jazzy hipster wanker um, DAB digital radio, you know, the old fashioned Roberts Mm. ones. And I was like, do you know what? I used to listen to XFM all the time. I'm going to listen to the breakfast show. I think it's the breakfast show. Um, And I put it on and it was Chris Moyles. I couldn't, I could not get through more than seven minutes. (laughs) He, I'd be on the island, and even if somebody had found, you know, a plane that they could fly, I reckon we wouldn't get the chance to get the idea out because Chris would be talking over us, <laughs> shouting at us, and just being a general kind of... I think he used to be a bit of a bully on the old show. I'm not I'm not sure about now. Maybe mm. he's aged a bit, maybe he's mellowed, but I just find him unbearable. Mm. <laughs> I just think he's... I, I don't... And he did this thing where he... Um, the guy reading out the news on this show, which I think is the same guy who was on his show years ago. Um, I think, uh, so he read out a story and it was about um, primary school kids shouldn't have to wear masks and parents that were worried about this or something, I'm kind of, Mm. uh, don't quote me on this, but that was the general gist. Um, Parents shouldn't worry because the kids are too young and they'll be okay. Um, anyway, the news finished, and then Chris Moyles did this whole like faux misunderstanding and not understanding what the news story was about, mm. like deconstructing it for like two and a half minutes, and you could tell that he was faking it. It's like that faux modesty that fucking yeah. Corden has as well. Um, and you, ju- I just, I just had to switch off, and I was like, I nearly, I, I don't, you know, I don't spread the hate out there on Twitter <laughs> or whatever, apart from if it's a Tory politician, and therefore I honestly, I don't see them as human, so I, I feel like it's fine. 
um, to go in on them. And also their their decisions literally do kill people. So I think on the, uh, you know, we're on an even keel. Yeah. And um, yeah, I almost just, I almost tweeted about it just being like, oh, this heinous man on <laughs> radio. Mm. And then I thought, no, don't bother. But I'm sorry, I've gone on a small rant there, but no, no, that is my second choice. Absolutely the place for it. Yeah, Yeah, there's this thing where, I mean, for a while it was, it was just the default position of the like breakfast, big breakfast show DJs. It was like at one point you'd have like um, Chris Moyles, Johnny Vaughan and oh, like, Christian yeah. O'Connell, all these people at the same time. And they're all just like middle-aged men just getting cross at stuff. But like, yeah. And then to sort of try and make it funny, they'd end up kind of bullying their sidekicks. And it was just like a very yeah. like, if you could sum it up in a sound, it was kind of like, like that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. And, it's just, I don't know, that was kind of the default position. Now it feels like it's sort of moved away from that a little bit. And you've, oh, but you've still know, got these and people and he's still got to be the same because that's who he is. He can't be anyone else now. But it's yes. like, you're like, what, 50 something? Like, stop, just stop bullying everyone. Or just, just, I yeah. don't know, it's, it's just unseemly now. <laughs> it, it's just, and, and that's the thing. And I'm, you know, I'm a comedian and I am all for, you know, getting the shit ripped out of me, getting the, I love roast battles. I love when it's the right, you know, environment for it, or, you know, I'm sure everybody and their friends take the piss out of each other relentlessly all the time, as you should. Mm. But, you know, Chris's way of doing it is just, if it was funny, I wouldn't mind. Mm. But it's just, you know, he, he just feels, I feel like he just thinks the louder he shouts, the funnier he, he is. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, that's not the case. Like, who is giving this man a job? Mm. And I don't, I don't, I think Johnny Vaughan's probably quite a nice man but also the shouting I had to turn him off as well I was yeah, just like yeah. can we just <laughs> I know I know I just sort of think like guys you know you know we've got like Spotify and stuff these days you know like yeah. and podcasts <laughs> yeah. so I just feel like and I work in radios so I'm a terrible advocate for it but yeah, yeah, more yeah. I'm like oh I can listen to it oh I've just remembered I can listen to literally anything in the world so it's yes. fine I'll just ignore this and, and the adverts and the Shania Twain yeah. or whatever but um yeah. My, um, my the the ultimate antithesis to these guys, I think, is um, Marianne Hobbs, who's on Six Music. Yeah, yeah. Between half ten and half one every day, and I listen to um, Lauren Laverne mm. half seven till half ten. Used to work with her, the loveliest person mm. you'll ever meet in your life, and I'm sure Marianne is as well. But I just I love Marianne Hobbs because she comes on at half ten, and it's like she's just emerged from like a small babbling brook yeah. in like a meadow just to find her way into the BBC studios, and she's always just like I'm Marianne Hobbs and today I'm going to be playing you a 78 year old flutist that I met in New Orleans at a a honey conference and you're just like (laughs) what is happening like every day I send like an impression of Marianne Hobbs and her banal like introductions to you know she's like I met a fairy at the bottom of my garden and she's actually released a new EP hope you're going to enjoy it and then you like then you turn over to like you know chris moyle shouting at someone you just think no yeah. thanks i think marianne hobbs is actually uh, a gas that they just release into you know there's like um you know the jars with the um what they call like kilner jars you know with the metal caps on them and the orange yes. seal she's in yeah, one of them yeah, yeah. and then the producer yeah. just kind of gently just like blows her just... into the studio just wafts her in uh, with a you know with a little copy of nme or something and she goes in there yeah. and then at the end he sort of like pulls it back like a genie going back into the lamp she sort of That's, wafts back yeah. in just come come, come on Marianne come on yeah come on there, there you, you go. go back in the jar okay. you're okay and we'll put you on the, as, right. the now and again you're like who's who's moved Marianne where is she yeah <laughs> 
Who he left the window open? <laughs> the irresponsible thing to do. Um, yeah, it's hard, isn't it? There's so, like... I mean, because, you know, if you don't have, like, a specific sort of... You have to have, like, a very specific personality because otherwise it's completely boring. But it's kind of like your teachers at school, like... Because you're with them for so long on radio, like any little ticks or slight, you just yeah. pick up on everything and it can sort of become funny or just become unbearable. Yeah, it is true. I think, yeah, Chris Moyles, though, I think, yeah, just on the island, he's sort of, he's tricky because I think on the one hand, he's been famous enough that even when he's not being as famous, he'll still be a bit of a prima donna potentially, you know? Yes. He's also like, that's his sort of way of getting along is like hearty banter. So that can yes. be a bit bit crushing after a while. And I think, yeah. yeah, when he's not sort of switched on, he could just be quite moody. I don't, yeah, I just think it's it's not going to be a pretty sight, really. And him, he's got to spend it with him and Adrian from Yoga with Adrian as well. Oh, can you imagine? So the two of them, he's just going to be like, what are you talking about? Chakras, fucking chakras. And she's yeah, exactly. Like, Chris, come on. And you're going to be like mediating because you just don't want a row. Yeah, I just want I just want everyone to get along. I just want some semblance of calm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But not Adrian's hyper calm. <laughs> no, yeah, there's like a middle calm, mid calm. Yeah. Yeah, we should be panicking a bit. We're stuck on a desert island, but yeah. you know. Yeah. Um and also, yeah, if if you know, if our theory is right that Adrian is a bit of a sort of prima donna behind the scenes then you've got that plus you know you've basically got two quite famous people who are used I've, to people helping yeah. them a lot i've got a lot of egos yeah okay well let's see if the third person can balance it out at all or just throw a giant spanner in the works who's the third choice oh, going to be i think i'm going to get a lot of flack for this but mary berry mary berry okay <laughs> great <laughs> i I just think, and this is, I have to sort of have a disclaimer here, that a few people I know have met Mary Berry and interviewed her and or been working with her mm. on a TV show and have not been very complimentary <laughs> okay. about her. And, you know, there is that, of course, that thing of like, she's, you know, 408, mm. why should she care or whatever? Um, but I just get the feeling that she's... <laughs> bit of a nasty bitch (laughs) (laughs) and I'm sorry to say it because on my long list was also Paul Hollywood who is just you know a second-hand car salesman that accidentally stumbled into the bake-off tent oh he's awful yeah can't stand but he has been represented already on Desert Undick so it's okay so well so don't worry yeah Yeah. that's what I thought would be the case Mm. so I didn't want to pick him but I I also just think very very she's very like She's got a face like a nippy sweetie, as my dad would say. Um, and she just seems like a very pessimistic, sort of sour-faced <laughs> lady. And I don't need that on the island. No, I feel no. like... And also, I'm going to have to look after her. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, even though I don't really... I don't think I'm going to like her, but I'm going to have to look after her because she's old and otherwise I'm the dick. She's probably got a lot of meds we're going to have to administer every day. Mm. Yeah, I just... I think she'd... I think she'd be a very miserable person yeah. to be around. Yeah, because, you know, the whole thing with her is, like, she's very sort of correct and proper and there's a way of doing things. 
Yeah. And that's sort of entertaining when she's judging people. But when she's judging you or just getting really pissed off because it's like, (laughs) well, I think you could have sliced that fish and coconut a bit better. You're like, Mary, I I haven't got a knife. Yeah, I'm using like shards of metal from the ruins of our fucking plane that's crashed. Exactly. You know, you were lucky I dragged you out of the water in time. (laughs) Which I regret. Yeah. I can imagine her just being a really sort of critical, you know, like you coming down, like if she... Like, almost sort of becoming like a weird grandmother to you. You know, you sort of, oh, is that what you're wearing today, dear? And you're like, yeah. what else am I going to wear? I'm in the fucking, like, come on. Yeah. You know. I feel like, do you agree with me? Everybody had a granny that was your granny. Mm. You know, your little granny. She's she's baking you scones. She's, you know, she's giving you lots of cuddles. She's all soft and she smells of lavender. Mm. And she has a laugh with you. Well, this might be just my grandparents, <laughs> but... You always have a nan like that and then, you know, a nan that's a bit yeah. sort of, you know, naggy and sort of, you know, she's an old lady and she's a bit annoyed about it. And, mm. you know, you've got your nice granny and you're, you're not as nice granny. And sometimes, you know, in the school holidays where you had to go and stay with one of them while mm. your parents were at work, you'd be like, which one is? Oh, no, not that one. And I, th- I feel like that would be the Mary Berry. Yeah. And because what's a Where's... Where did she come from? Because I don't... What, exactly! It's not like she's a famous chef or something. I don't... What's her deal? I don't know what her background is. Tell you what like, it is. She's bribed somebody. Mm, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just like slip I something think, into their drizzle cake. And, yes. Yeah, yeah. I think it was either that she... Because um, uh, I think she was like a, a recipe writer for the BBC okay. for a while or something like that. But I reckon what happened was... There was probably something flaring up in the media, like quite rightly, about you know ageism and women in mm. telly and stuff like that. And it was probably around the time Arlene Phillips was maybe kicked off Strictly. And I bet you any money they had like uh, you know Laura Whitmore about to present Bake Off, and then they were like, "Shit, actually, um, <laughs> we're going to need somebody old, quick." Yeah. But there's a thing sometimes when it's like. Okay, but what's your qualifications for telling people this is shit or not? I think the best (laughs) example was like, you know, Great British Menu, and you've got all these like chefs with Michelin stars, and they're all competing against each other, and they're all like really good chefs. And one series, it was to the pro, you know, they had to compete to cook a banquet for the WI, and it was like the 70th anniversary, 100th anniversary of the WI, the Women's Institute. And all the way through, like four times an episode, the voiceover was going, but can it match the exacting standards of the WI? You're like, well, I know they've probably got exacting standards, but he's got a Michelin star. So yeah. I, I think his, his standards are probably more exacting than those of the WI. And it, I feel like it's the same thing with like with Mary Berry. It's like, to me, she's the WI. You know, it's like, going, yeah. So it's like, well, yeah, but fuck off. Like, come on, chill yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Look, I'm trying to have a bit of fun and bake and bake something nice and you're taking all the bloody joy out of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think, yeah, she'll find Chris Chris Moyle's offensive. She'll find Adrian just oh, a bit silly yeah. and just keep asking her why isn't she married and things like that. Exactly, yeah. And I think um, she'll just be a general nuisance. <laughs> and I think, I think because she is old and, you you know, you've got to look after her a little bit um you know you're going to feel bad about when you have those thoughts of like oh god i hate her yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah i think that's that's fair enough. yeah because you don't want her to die but she's quite a lot of hassle while she's alive she's so. a lot of hassle and it it, it it weirds me out when uh not weirds me out it's the wrong phrase but 
um, when they talk about her as a, na- as a national treasure. And I'm like, is that just because you've thought old lady in cakes? Because that sounds very, like, national treasury. Mm. Like, you know, David Attenborough is a national treasure. He seems like he'd be a lovely man yeah. where you could sit down and have a nice conversation with him. Um, but I feel, and, you know, national treasure, Miriam Margulies, mm. fine. Like, stuff, people like that are, yeah. are a national treasure. But Mary Berry, no. No. She's, no. she's I don't know. Yeah. I, she doesn't warm me in any way. <laughs> no, I, I, I get the feeling as well. Yeah, I just think, you could imagine her very easily as a character who, like, secretly poisons people, you know, in a sort of... Yes, you know, sort of, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah, in a sort of Hansel and Gretel modern-day retelling, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, this she's house, gonna be... I made it myself of gingerbread. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, she's going to have a cameo in some kind of jazzed-up BBC Two like reproduction of that. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so that's your dicks chosen. Now, mercifully, amongst the wreckage of the plane, there was some food and drink left over. Unfortunately oh. for you, it's your least favourite food and drink in the world. What are they, and why are they so bad? Um, tinned tuna. Okay. Right. Oh, I will die of starvation before. <laughs> I eat that. And it's such an annoying thing because A, it's quite good for you. Mm. B, it's very easy to make. Yeah. C, people seem to absolutely shit themselves at the thought of a tuna pasta bake. <laughs> um, and I am a huge, huge seafood lover. If I was going to have, if this was a desert island uh, haven, mm. my, my, my food would probably be prawns. Honestly, I love, I love fish, I love seafood and everything. But there's certain phrases I feel that when you say them, they sound like a punchline to a joke. And fish in a can is one of those <laughs> phrases. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I don't think fish should be mashed up and put in a can. I don't think fish should be in the ambient aisle, yeah. is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, that is weird. In the supermarket. Because yeah. I, I can, I, you know, I quite like tuna, but um, anything else fishy in a can, and I've got pretty good taste. <laughs> I, like, I can eat most foods. But occasionally I'll buy some sardines for my cat if he's been a good boy. And yeah. um, when oh, I open that, I can't believe that's meant for humans. Like, I'm yeah. feeding it to my cat and I have to sort of, like, turn my face yeah. a bit. And, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, and then I'm like, this isn't even cat food. This is people food. This is, yeah. like, but tuna somehow, I don't know, I think maybe just because it's sort of more ubiquitous, it kind of gets away, you get away with it a bit more. But I know. Oh, tuna sandwich. I can't think of anything worse than a tuna mayonnaise sandwich. It's mashed up fish with egg sauce. <laughs> yeah, when you put it like that, it does put me off slightly. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but, yeah. I'm not trying to, to put you off. No, but I just think, oh, a tuna steak is nice, but tuned tins tuna. I think that's the thing when I sort of realised that I probably shouldn't eat it so much because, like, when I think of, like, an actual tuna fish it's like this huge deep sea fish very majestic very Lovely. fast and powerful you know you see yep. them cutting it up it's like this incredible rich red color and it's like this meaty incredible fish like if you have it in sushi yep. it's incredible and then when you see what's in the can it's this sort of gray stuff <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it's this tiny can and it just sort of seems like it's a bit of an in- in- indignity to the this amazing yes. animal because they've just sort of like condensed it to this really average i mean like you know tin mackerel like fuck mackerel that's fine there's loads of them they're tiny yeah just, uh, i don't there's no nobility Small there. guys but yeah. yeah a tuna fish is this amazing creature we're just like, stuffing it into a can yeah. and overcooking it <laughs> yeah and, and and drench it in that sort of uh very um and, and not anonymous that sort of mystery substance of brine yeah yeah it's rare that you're like going oh i don't want the one in oil i want the thing in brine <laughs> 
I want the thing in brine, please, that sounds like bin juice that we actually drink. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, is, it is weird. And also, I mean, it's going to be quite warm on the island, I imagine. So sort yeah. of like warm tins of fish. You're going to have Mary Berry constantly telling you how good it is for you. And, oh, in the war, oh. we used to have pilchards. We used to eat pilchards yeah. a lot. You know, this is all. Oh. Like, shut up, Mary. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and then I think for sustainability eating reasons, you know, uh, Adrian's not going to be that happy with it. No, she's going to be annoyed. I'm going to have to deal with that. Um, I just think Chris Moores is going to make loads of jokes about his fingers smelling of fish. Yeah, and I'm going to be like, yeah, okay, we've we've had that. Yeah, we get it. But like again and again, like it's yeah. never going to, it's never going to stop. Yeah, shouting it louder and louder. Yeah. Um, with drink, I would either have whiskey, which I've tried to like for years mm. and just can't. Or white wine, which I drank so much of in my 20s that I've made myself sick of it. <laughs> um, and I now can't even smell a glass of white wine without feeling horrific. Mm. OK, well, I mean, we, it's Friday as we're recording this. I'm feeling, I'm feeling <laughs> generous. Let's have both, shall we? OK. So what are we going with? So, I mean, yeah, white wine, I think, is nice. But, yeah, there's definitely, like... Like, if you drink red wine all night, you know, obviously your mouth and teeth go a funny colour and you get... Yeah. The, quite sleepy but um you can sort of continue to drink it for quite a long time find white wine you sort of get like chest pains after a while it's like <laughs> like it starts off yeah like, oh it's a bit of it tastes a bit of melon and grapes is delicious yeah. and then after a while you're like oh it's sort of, i've got a tummy ache yeah i feel like if you're shit-faced on red wine you're probably just like slurring some opinions about some tv shows or some albums you've listened to recently and if you're shit-faced on white wine you're like fighting your neighbour topless in the front garden and you, you can't remember why. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think sort of bad red wine is probably easier to deal with than bad white. Definitely, yeah. You can you can kind of get away with a cheap red. Mm. Yeah. Um, I mean, rosé, cheap, cheap rosé, fucking great. I mean, that's, you know, I don't know where you stand Knock on rosé. Knock it back. I mean, that's like, it's juice. Yeah, exactly. It's juice. I like rosé, yeah. Mm. The paler the better, but yeah, you can deal with a bit of a shit one, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, white wine. Yeah, I think also, I mean, you can, I feel like you can disguise a lot of a bad wine by making sure it's really cold, which you're not going to have, but you're not going to be able to do that. Yeah, although I like ice in red wine, which I know is controversial. Mm. But, and, oh, and everyone always says like, oh, what are you doing? That's, a, that's so chubby. Like, you, you don't know what you're doing with wine. Sangria. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. In Spain, uh, they drink it with mixed with Coke sometimes. It's called Yes, Calimucho. very odd um but i bet you i'd like it it's all right you know it. and uh, is it i well, i used to know a lot of spanish people and when you go to a festival it's quite a good drink because it doesn't really matter if it's not that cold because red wine doesn't have to be cold oh yeah <laughs> but of course. on the flip side red wine hangover with like coke and sugar and caffeine hangover like bad hangovers basically yeah okay that sounds horrific yeah like again there's nothing worse than a white wine hangover yeah. you want to just you want to just crawl into a hole and never come out yeah okay so that's that's your drink did you say another drink sorry i'm brain dead today but... no it's fine i said um i, I would probably pick white wine i think because the other one was whiskey oh yeah um yeah. and it... just that you know my best mate drinks old fashions when we're in a cocktail bar and it looks really cool and mm. I, I just i can't get on board with it it just reminds me of like old drunk men in pubs I used to work in as a kid and stuff I was just like what yeah yeah <laughs> I think with whiskey it's sort of like when you get drunk on whiskey it feels like there's too much gravity like you feel very heavy 
<laughs> Do you? I see. I've and never I feel drank that's it. Why it's sort of you see old men slumped in a chair with whiskey because, <laughs> like, after a while you're just sort of like, oh god, I feel like I'm being pressed into the ground a bit too much. I better go to bed. Yeah. Um, yeah. So again, like, neither are sort of stuff that you can really just crack on with for a long, long time no. when Mary gets annoyed no. and annoying. So. So, Ugh. yeah, a fair choice. Okay. Fortunately now, you won't be without entertainment on the island. The plane's entertainment system continues to work, but just your luck, it only has two working settings. One is your oh. least favourite film of all time, and the other is your <laughs> least favourite song. What are they and why? My least favourite song of all time, to the point where if it comes on in a club... Remember clubs? Mm. Um, if it comes on in a club, I have to go and sit down... <laughs> Uh, and I love dancing. I absolutely love dancing. I will dance for eight hours straight. But if Nicki Minaj Starships comes on, it's that horrific, like, Starships are meant to fly. And it's like, do, 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 do. It's an abomination yeah. of a song. Yeah. It's, um, I, do, I absolutely hate it. I feel like it's a jack hammer in my brain. Mm. Um, yeah, no. Yeah, it's... You know, some songs sound like they're only meant to be used as, like, tunes on television series. Like, it yes. feels like it should just be made for the opening of, like, Ibiza Uncovered or something. Exactly, But the fact yeah. that it's an actual song that someone wrote... They've accidentally released it, yeah. yeah. as entertainment. It's like, I think that all the time about the Friends theme tune. You're like, that that was meant to be a song. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't meant to yeah. be an opening to it. Like, that's mental, isn't it? Like, that was... that was Someone wrote yeah. that as a fucking song. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's the same with that. You just think, like, I can see it was like, this year over 14 million Brits went abroad to Ibiza. Yeah. Do, 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 do. Like, fine. Put that on if you must. Yeah. But it's just, it, it, I feel like it, it physically enters my blood and ruins my night yeah. when I'm out. Um, and I just, and the sec, a close second choice. I'm a huge Oasis fan, mm. Britpop, indie. That is my music but a close second was the importance of being idle by oasis i hate that song that like dun, 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 dun. oh god no hate it i think it's a similar sort of beat to to starships i just can't um i can't get on board with it it, it feels like something you'd play to someone on repeat mm. to torture them <laughs> in some some sort of camp yeah yeah i'm not i'm not a huge fan of that either i've got to say um I mean, I feel like it's sort of it, it assaults you slightly less than the Nicki Minaj one because that's just so sort of like, come on, let's go for it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, can you imagine that being your alarm, getting up in the morning oh, like Nicki man. Minaj starships? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's horrendous. Um, yeah, I don't know where you begin writing a tune like that because it's sort of it's just all over. I the think place, it's just, really, isn't it? It's all. I think what they do is because. Songs like that, they're always, you find out they're a sample or they're a mixture of samples. Mm. And I think, honestly, they just have a sort of random sample generator where they're like, do you know what? We've got to release a banger mm. that sounds like Ibiza, like you say, um, that sounds like sex you'll regret. Mm. Um, and uh, and they just they just do like a random sample generator. They pick five, they overlay them, mm. they get the artist to sing something about dreams or stars or the night never ending or crystal champagne. Yeah. And then they just release three <laughs> minutes of it and people are like, yeah. Yeah, ticks and the boxes. Yeah. yeah, there we go. Fulfills my criteria. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 
also starships are meant to fly, but starships don't exist. So it's no. like, well, you know, they are meant to fly, but they don't exist. You really like aeroplanes are meant to fly, but it doesn't sort of sound as aspirational. But it, yeah, you know, it's realistic. It's not fun, but it's realistic. Yeah. I want myself. I need to suspend disbelief, and then I will take on whatever you say. But yeah, she says something like. Starships are meant to fly, hands up and touch the sky. Again, not realistic. Can't, you know, something, yeah, something like can't fall because we're so high. We're higher than a motherfucker. Mm. I think it might be about drugs. Mm. Who knows? But, but we get it, Nikki. You know, yeah. you've taken drugs. But there's, there's a lot of songs written about drugs that are a lot better than that. <laughs> a, lot, a lot better. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But, and maybe you have to be on drugs to enjoy Starships by Nicki Minaj. I don't know. I still don't think it's my cup of tea. <laughs> no. And by drugs, I mean morphine. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that if that was just like, like really big with this heroin community. That's like... <laughs> um, oh, let's go and get smacked up and listen to a bit of Nicki Minaj's back catalogue. Yeah, just like falling asleep, standing up, but with like one yeah. arm up because she said, touch the sky. <laughs> <laughs> um, train, spotting, train spotting three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, swapping Iggy Pop for that. Ah, uh, oh, right. Okay. Uh, what would your film choice be? My film choice is actually something that I um, watched very recently, mm. and I think that played into how bad I I hated it. Um, close second to this, by the way, is Drinking Buddies with Nick Miller from New Girl in it. Oh, it's about that. two couples. The girl from one is definitely in love with the boy from the other. They're meant to be, and they're in the wrong couples. Anyway, you spend two hours watching this, waiting for them to get together, and in the end, they go, actually, no, we're not going to. <laughs> I watched that on a plane, and that is time I'll never get back. Yeah. <laughs> and you, I always um, find them like, much easier going on, about films on planes. I'm like, oh, this is fine, and you watch it in the real, in the real world, yeah. and you're like, oh, my God, what was I thinking? God, this is awful. I was just trying to distract myself from the fact that I was, could have died in a small <laughs> box in the sky. Um, no, my number one, the worst film, uh, my Desert Island Dick film, is Cloud Atlas. Okay, right. Now, um, you're going to have to run me through this a bit, because I'm familiar with it, but I, don't, I haven't seen it properly. Well, thank your lucky starships <laughs> that you haven't. Um, it's, so it's a novel. It's based on a novel by someone called David Mitchell, mm-hmm. not that David Mitchell. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of one of those ones where it's lots of threads of narrative throughout different times and places in the Earth's history, including in the future, so there's sort of a sci-fi mm-hmm. element to it. Now, there's been other um, films sort of like this, and I can't really remember them now, but you, you know that sort of genre yeah. where it's all sort of vignettes of different stories, like a, like a sort of love actually with sci-fi mm. uh, through through history. Um, and, and, you know, it's very, very strange scenes. I mean, everybody that has ever existed in Hollywood, again, I think there was a bribe somewhere along the line. The cast is phenomenal. You've got Tom Hanks... Halle Berry, um, you've got, I mean, there's the, now I've said those two and now I can't remember anybody else, but honestly, it's, there's about 20 Hollywood stars in it. Yeah. Okay. Now you're watching all these stories. It's three hours long. Oof. Yeah. And so, as I said, I couldn't go home at Christmas. And so we had a bubble Christmas. Um, and my housemate's friend, Johnny, lovely man. I'll tell him to listen to this because I feel bad. I faked the fact that I liked it because he was so intent on making <laughs> us watch it. And it was a Boxing Day, fi- Boxing Day film, you know, we'd been watching films all Christmas. And he said, oh, guys, you'll love this, you'll love this. It's, it is long, it's three hours, but it's incredible. So-and-so's in it, so-and-so's in it. And I was like, I remember my dad reading the book and saying that it was 
horse shit, I think <laughs> is his words. Um, but I thought, you know what, it's Boxing Day, fuck it. Yeah, put it on. You're watching it and it's, you know, it must have cost an absolute bomb. You know, it, it it's phenomenally shot and mm. everything. But, and then at the end, it just ends... And there's no real wrap up, mm. and you're like, you're like, this is the mo- the biggest amount of bullshit I have ever seen in my whole life. Yeah. Somebody got halfway through, and thought, oh, yeah, I haven't actually thought about how this is going to tie up. Well, yeah, it's one of those things that Hollywood do because it's like, yeah, when there's a really big book out, it's like, right, we've got to capitalize yeah. on this, and I, I guess yeah. you get a good cast because they're like, oh fuck, well everyone's talking about that book, you know, so this film has yeah. to be great, like. The Da Vinci Code or Fifty Shades of Grey, you know. So yeah. everyone's like really into it. And then I think just people don't really give a shit because if you really like a book, a lot of the time you don't want to see a film about it. Yeah. Because you think, well, that will spoil it now in my head or that's not how I see that character. Exactly. And if you don't like the book, then it's just like, well, I don't know, it doesn't necessarily translate. But you're like, well, we've got to throw loads of money at this. Yeah. So yeah, the, the cast, you've got Tom Hanks, Honeyberry. Um, ben Whishaw's in there, Hugh Grant's in there, Jim yes. Broadbent, Susan Sarandon. Um, lots of people I recognise, but I don't know the names yeah. of them. Yeah. I mean, just fucking It's phenomenal. Everyone. And the weird thing is, so it was probably about, if you've got the the IMDb up there, you'll see, but mm. I think it was probably about 10 years ago, maybe eight years ago. Yeah, 2012 it was. Okay, apparently. yeah, nine, nine years ago, there we go. And even in a decade, you can see how far prosthetics have come and also, <laughs> and also how... Um, maybe like certain attitudes has changed because there's one point where Hugh Grant is prosthetically made up to be a Korean man. Right. <laughs> wow. And you're sort of looking at it and you're, you know, everything in you is kind of going, should this be? <laughs> <laughs> I think, but then you kind of like, because everyone's kind of playing different characters throughout history, but they're all playing them. So, you know, Tom Hanks at one point has all these prosthetics on. It looks exactly like Colin Farrell. It's really strange <laughs> and like it's really, really bad. And it's just it's it's just like phenomenally bad in all you know senses. And like you say, that must have been how they got them on board. But apparently, Tom Hanks was so intent personally on getting this made that because uh, they didn't have they had like a, um, a problem with budgeting it or something when it was getting made and Tom mm. Hanks was like no I will campaign I will get the investment like we need to make this movie wow <laughs> and then it wow. tanked at the box office <laughs> man yeah it sounds I've just I've got so little patience for anything that's three hours long I mean oh. even I, I struggle past two to be honest yeah these days <laughs> like, if it's a phenomenally it, good film fine yeah mm. But even then, even if it's really good and it's guaranteed to be really good, like I'm just, you know, the Irishman, never gonna watch it. Oh, it looks care. looks horrific. No, I'm yeah. sick of I'm sick of pretending that I like those sort of films now. It's the same plot every time. Mm. I do I enjoy one of them. Yeah. You know, the gangster, it's Robert De Niro. There's a there's a lot of like Italian American guys being very moody, and someone hasn't settled a debt. We get it. Mm. But yeah. after a while, you're just like, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I find with that sort of thing, I mean, I'm safeguarded against getting into criminality because I just find it all really confusing. I'm like, wait, so hang on, you, you owe him, but then you're going to give the thing to him and then, wait, <laughs> when did he switch the two? Why do you owe him money? Yeah. You just, but he's paid you. Why has he got to give you interest? Oh, forget about it. You're not going to, um, you're not going to be getting dragged into the murky underworld anytime soon then. <laughs> but I mean, I think, yeah, Cloud Atlas just sounds like you're stuck there with it. And it's like, after a while, maybe after a few months, you're like, 
oh fuck it, let's just watch a film because we, you know, we're, you know, maybe yep. it'll be all right now. Yeah. Mary, you're going to do a lot of explaining to Mary Berry. <laughs> oh, so much. No, that that is Tom Hanks, but he's done up. He's got prosthetics on. Prosthetics mm. are what they use in in TV. No, it's like a, it's like putting a mask on your. Fo- oh, mm. forget it. <laughs> Why is he Chinese now? No, he's Korean. What? Yeah. Korean. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think Adrian's probably going to find it quite dreamy, and uh, and it's annoying hating a film when other people love it because you feel like a bad person. That's so. the thing. So my my other two friends that were there, my housemates, they were like, "Johnny, this is awful. Why did you make <laughs> us watch this?" And I hated it as well, but I felt so bad for him because you know, like he loved he yeah. loved it. And I was just like, oh, I, I didn't mind it. And so I'm using this podcast to vent my truth. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Well, we're happy to to help. So that's yeah. quite all right. Okay, so Cloud Atlas joined you. Uh, now, finally, the island is overrun by the biggest dick of all the animals. Which animal is it and why? Well, I had, a, again, I deliberated long and hard over this because I was thinking, what if it's a, an animal that's really at home on a desert island? I'm going to be jealous of it. <laughs> <laughs> But I've decided that the animal that would be the worst would be bed bugs or a bed bug. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, because at least you could sleep without them. Yeah, because yeah, they're one of those things, aren't they? Like, apparently, if you get them, you've got to, like, just wash everything and yep. boil it all. And then, you know, then they come back. And I just think, like, the state of my flat most of the time, like, if I get them, I'm having them for life. Yeah, like, that's you no, just got to embrace them. I will them. never get through every <laughs> bit of fucking washing in this flat because, like, you know, like, basically, you know, if I if I clean everything that's in the washing basket, I don't have room to put it away. So, yep. you know, there has to be <laughs> yeah. this, like... It's like a biting point of washing. Yeah. So, you know. Um, That's and the, the real idea... work-life balance is just making sure you've just got enough washing in the in the tub, I always think. Yeah, yeah. And uh, But, yeah, bed bugs, it's like, it's also the idea of, like, because mosquitoes are kind of annoying anyway and you get an itchy bite, but it's also the idea that something was fucking feasting on you yeah. in your sleep. Yeah. Because you can't see them in the daytime and you're like, why... Why do you have to live like this, yes. savages? You know, I, why I, have you chosen this? It's because I recently thought that I'd not necessarily had them, but I got bitten a couple of weeks ago. All on my... Like, I had like 15 bites on one of my hands. And I was like, what the hell is this? Mm. I had a bite on my face. I had like they, Mosquitoes don't bite your face. And they would rarely bite your... One was on the palm of my hand. I've never been bitten on the palm of my hand. How no. are they even getting there? What's going on? Um, and then um, it, uh, I'd bought, an, bought a second-hand jacket and I think maybe there was like a little, I don't know, bug or something in, <laughs> in, the, in the pocket of the jacket. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what it was because I, I, I did the check and I was saying to my best mate, I was like, oh my God, what if it's bed bugs? And she was like, you're fucked, mate. If you get that, like, you, you, it's right. You have to like steam clean everything. Yeah. You have to just, you're right. I would just try and live in harmony with them. I'd just be like, this is my life now. Yeah, or just move house or something. Like, I just couldn't, Fine. you know, just hope that when you sold your flat, the survey didn't show up bed yeah. bugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For that, so. Can't deal with the admin. Yeah, so. just, just fuck it. I'm just going to burn this place to the ground. Yeah. Live off the land. <laughs> Just Fuck as you leave. <laughs> I find that sometimes though. I'm just, you know, like every, I don't know, I saw an ant in my house the other day and, and just oh, yeah. on the flat, uh, in, on the floor and I was just like, oh, maybe I'll just, just leave. Just fuck it. I just can't be bothered. <laughs> you know, at this point, I'm so tired. Just any more things. I'm like, yeah, just burn yeah. it to the ground. Just fuck yeah. it. Just burn it to the ground. Scorched earth policy. Yeah. Start again. You know, I'm with you. We've we've got an ongoing battle with a little mouse, and it's it's this big, mm. 
and we can't it's since lockdown i think since restaurants are closed they're like hmm, where else can we find somewhere mm. um and yeah we just we can't we can't get him yeah yeah but we will <laughs> it's, it's when you're kind of going but i am human we we fucked up the natural world i'm supposed to be able to do this but yeah why is there still an ant on the floor <laughs> Why can mice fit through like the size of a pencil hole? It's disgusting. Yeah, and they are fast. Like they've got no business yeah. being as fast as they are with the size they are. It's like yeah. it's just unbelievable how quick they are. And our little friend, he he hides behind the microwave when he does come out. You won't see him for weeks as well, and then he'll come out again. And you're you're like, where have you been? Stay there. Yeah, it's like, oh, but um, you left this crumb, and that's yeah, sustained for me sake. for yeah. a month. Because you don't think about cleaning that. Because what good? You know, it's only fucking crumb. Nothing can live on that. The mouse can. Yeah, the mouse can. It can fit through the size of a crumb as well. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, and then it dart it darted out when I was halfway through cooking my dinner the other night, and I was like, oh my god, I want to die. This is horrific. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. But I think at least with a mouse, you can sort of see it and do something. I think, yeah, there's something more, like, insidious, if that's the right word, about a bed bug. It's just sort of Ooh, like... Oh, yeah. It's know, the fact it's just, that it's in the bed with you, yeah. Yeah, just like, in the bed, fucking about, being twat, yeah. <laughs> and dr- I think it feeds off your blood as well. I think it's got to, hasn't it? What else is there in the bed? Well, I don't know, but, you know. Dead skin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, believe me, I'm going to be burning and flaking a lot on this island. <laughs> The bed bugs are going to be visible to the naked eye by week two. <laughs> uh, well, fair enough. I think this is a, a good end to a, a very solid uh, showing here on Desert Island Dicks. I think it's a, a good a good selection of people and things that are going to be a real pain in the ass to live with. So, so yeah. well done, well done. Now, thank um, you. Where can people sort of keep up to date with what you're up to? Where's the best place for people to follow you? What you're up to? Um, I'm on Twitter and I'm Miss A Haddo. That's only because Alexandra Haddo was taken. I'm not one of those women that's like, miss so-and-so. Uh, <laughs> and I'm on Instagram at Alexandra Haddo. And those are probably the best places because then you can see uh, when gigging's coming back, which mm-hmm. we're all very excited about. Um, and if you want to, you can follow my um, comedy gig company that I've run with two other guys called What's the Deal Comedy because of that hack phrase. <laughs> um, so you can find us on all the, all the platforms. We've got some very exciting stuff coming up in the new world nice good well we look forward to it and thank you once again for coming on desert island dicks today thanks for having me 